This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 436 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Noelle Branning. Now she is with Lee County Tax Collector. Yes, I said tax collector. Noelle, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Charlie. Thanks so much for having me today. Uh, we're thrilled to have you. And, and off air, I was joking with Noel. I know this is going to be the most exciting episode we've ever had. You know, it doesn't get any better than talking tax collection, right? <laughs> That's right. That's what I tell everyone when I see them. It's so exciting. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but, you know, I'm actually looking forward to this. And I know listeners are because some of them are thinking, I, tell me more. What's this all about? What do you guys actually do? Am I going to like, is Noel going to show up on my door tomorrow knocking with the, uh, you know, the bag out? Like, come on, it's time, buddy. <laughs> you know, Charlie, it's funny. I, you know, you think of a tax collector and I don't know about a visual you may have, but I always think of the old Disney Robin Hood movie where it was the sheriff of Nottingham who was collecting all the taxes, you know, and he hits the cast of the poor dog just to get those last oh. few coins out. I said, wow, we really need to change what people think about tax collectors because that's not what we do at all. In fact, you know, tax collector is kind of a misnomer. It is our constitutional office and that's what we do. And that's why we were constitutionally created to collect local property taxes and local business taxes. But our office and our services have evolved so much. We actually issue all driver's licenses and ID cards. We issue motor and vehicle and vessel registrations. Um, we issue local business tax receipts, hunting and fishing licenses. And if you were born in the state of Florida, we even can print your birth certificate. So our okay. office provides so many services to this community beyond tax collection. Well, Noel, I got to tell you, so we're transplanted from Pennsylvania. 2015, we got down full-time 2016. And I mean, nothing wrong with the way things work in Pennsylvania and all that. But I got to tell you, I was so impressed when I went to get my dr driver's license, you know, redone and all that. How polite the staff were. I mean, I, I and, and this didn't just happen once because I, ha I had to get the car transferred at a different time and all and every time I go there, I, I'm really impressed by the attitude, the, the friendliness, the professionalism of, of your team, I guess. So, yeah. That makes me so happy to hear that. We have really focused on customer service and not mm -hmm. just something that we provide, but providing exceptional service. There are so many people who have moved here you know, from out of state or are moving here by the droves right now. And we want that experience to be something that is better than you expected, better than where you came from. But more importantly, you know, we seek to educate and make sure that we're providing conveniences for people when they move here. Our, 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 our mission statement actually talks about, you know, providing tax collector services um, with financial transparency, innovation, with a valued professional workforce. Because at the end of the day, we want people to understand we're here to provide a government service. We're happy to serve and that, you know, you're going to have all of your questions answered. Education is very important to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing it. Oh, so, yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So permits and licenses and all that stuff. Anything else? What, what else are you guys doing over there? 
Oh my goodness. Well, we are, we are trying to find ways to actually bring services to our community. We are looking at how can we leverage technology? I think that one thing COVID has mm. taught everyone mm-hmm. is that there are, there's, where there's a will, there's a way and technology might be the way. So Mm -hmm. right now we're really excited because motor vehicle registration kiosks, uh, self-serve kiosks are actually in three different publics locations in the county. Yes. Yes. Very cool. You can go and get your little yellow sticker, you know, that you need for your license plate every year at three different publics locations. And we are working with the department of highway safety and motor vehicles to try to get more kiosks to Lee County. So oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm really one that's got to do that. <laughs> well, it's your birthday. So whenever it is, look for one of our kiosks. Okay. I will tell you there's one in Cape Coral, and that's at 2426 Santa Barbara Boulevard. We have one kiosk in the Fort, uh, Fort Myers Publix, which is at 4600 Summerlin Boulevard, and one in Lehigh Acres at 1324 Homestead Road North. We love it because you need the yellow sticker. You could do it online. You could mail it in. But by partnering with Publix, it's seven days a week. It's not mm. just during work hours. It could be seven in the morning when yes. Publix opens or, you know, 930 whenever Publix closes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, okay. That's, you know, I learned so much on on these podcasts. This is great. <laughs> we, are, we are actively trying. You know, we are looking at what are other industries are doing when it comes to technology mm. and saying, you know, how can we transform that into providing government services more efficiently, but ultimately more conveniently? Uh, like I said, we have a lot of people moving here. So we're experiencing some lobby wait times that are greater than normal. So we need to try to find ways where people can do things online. Yeah. Oh, terrific. So what about your journey? Did you, you know, when you were a kid, you know, we're always were you collecting coins, you know, back to our vision of tax collectors, you know, <laughs> how, how did you get into this role? That's a great question. So no, I did not when I was five year old, five years old, say I want to grow up to be a tax collector. Um, <laughs> and in fact, I'm my husband and I are raising two children now and they're ages 10 and eight. And there was career day at school. My son dressed up like my husband. My daughter did not dress up like me. And I said, oh, you don't want to be a tax collector? And she laughed. She said, why would I want to do that? All you do is take people's money. And I said, no, that's not what we do at all. It's a function of what we do, but it's for our community. Uh, No, my journey was really unique. I actually uh, was a former educator. I taught elementary school for a little while, and then I went to law school. Uh, I moved to Southwest Florida right after law school to start my my career as an attorney here, both in the public and private sector. And it was actually after having children that I started to look into some other paths for myself. I was a trial attorney, and I thought that I might want to enter the government sector, you know, so I could have a better work-life balance. And I, um, I met with our, our former tax collector, Larry Hart, who everyone just loved him. And he had an opportunity for me to join the office as general counsel. When I got here, it just became so much more than that. It became uh, looking at operational effectiveness and talking about organizational culture and leadership development. And so my path that I was unaware of was sort of unfolding right in front of me. And I'm so thrilled to be where I am. Wow. Very neat. And where were you before Florida? I've been in Florida since I was in 
elementary school since okay. fifth grade. Yep. Lucky so, you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very, very lucky. Now, I always ask this question and for Lee County tax collector, this may go on and on, but myths and misconceptions. What oh. comes to mind when it comes to myths and misconceptions in your world there? I love this question. <laughs> Here is the myth that I would like to lay to rest. Mm. The Lee County tax collector does not raise your taxes. They do not have any part in what your taxes, uh, you know, the amount due actually is. We are the last piece of the puzzle where all we do is collect taxes. I share this with a lot of community groups. You have taxing authorities. That might be school district, you know, your county, your municipality. They set that millage rate. They're the ones who raise it or lower it. And they mm -hmm. have public hearings about what, you know, what they're going to do based on their current budget. And then you have the property appraiser's office, which is a separate constitutional office. And they assess property values. Literally, when it comes to tax, <laughs> property tax cycle, all we do is collect the taxes that are due. That, that information is passed on to us from the property appraiser's office. And then we very quickly, and this is another thing people don't realize, we don't keep any of it. It's not ah. actually our money. It's your money. And we distribute it right back to those taxing authorities so they can fund their operating budgets. Hmm. I think another misconception, uh, I don't think people realize just how much you know, tax collection dollars look like. And we collect about $1.6 billion every year. Yes. And I would say about $1.4 billion is just in November and December alone. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. And do you have to uh, ramp up staffing or, or do you have it down where you have that? We actually... We actually don't have to ramp up staffing for yeah. tax season. We prepare for it and we actually use a lot of internal resources, you know, to augment the areas that are going to be most impacted by our tax season. But we've been doing this for so long that tax yeah. season actually is something we know how to prepare for. I find it interesting that because of all the other services we do provide, ramping up staffing is actually more of a challenge when we don't know what the customer volume will look like for all of our additional services. You know, we did not expect for our customer volume to be so high now because most people, you know, are maybe heading back home at the end of April. That didn't happen this year. More people are deciding to make yeah. Florida their permanent residence. So hmm. tax season for us is actually an exciting time. And we know we're going to be looking at a lot of mail, a lot of payments, you know, a lot of, you know, money coming through that we have to process those transactions and then make sure we get them back to the taxing authorities. But the ramping up of staff is really more of a challenge with our other services. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So down the road, any uh, anything else that you guys are working on that you can share or any other exciting developments? You know, we are looking into, I can say we're looking into it, but yeah. I have to look at how the implementation would work. We really want to have virtual um, representatives. So sort of like a Suncoast bank, there's another tax collector who has already started this and we're learning bits and pieces from them. So that when you walk into an office, if we do have a high wait time and you have a transaction that, you know, 
we could have someone zoom in for one more mm. representative to be on the counter that maybe wasn't there a couple of minutes before. So we could have virtual stations uh, mm. with people coming in, maybe from our call center or a different, you know, back of the house operation. Right. That's yeah. a great idea. Wow, man, Thank you guys are on the ball. Jeez. Can I give you to run my company for me? <laughs> I wish, you know, I have a wonderful team. I wish I could take credit, but my goodness, I won't even begin to. I just say things like, I want this to be as easy as Target Drive Up. How can we make it happen? And I have a fantastic team who is creative and willing to try new things. So I'm very, very thankful. Yeah, good stuff. So how about outside of the office? What are you doing for fun? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have an eight and a 10 year old. Mm. So it means that we are either in football season for a little bit of the time, or we are. Um, I have one kiddo who's just a STEM child. So she is super into science. And we're looking at what wow. that means for her to keep her interested in wow. science and technology. But for me personally, you know, I'm so fortunate to be where I am. The tax collector's office serves this community through our services, but really making sure everyone um, is funded the way that they need to. So I choose to give back when I have extra time and I'm not at a football game and I'm not doing something with the kiddos school. I sit on the United Way um, board of directors. That's the United Way of Lee Hendry, Glades and Okeechobee. I am at the tail end of my term on the board of directors for the Children's mm -hmm. Advocacy Center for Southwest Florida. And I've just recently been asked to join the board of directors for the foundation for Lee County Public Schools. So I really want to make sure that my time is, is really invested in this community in the way that they have been so welcoming to me and my family. Well, it sounds like you're certainly achieving that. So. Thank you. How <laughs> about, well, when it comes to hardship, life challenge, uh, what comes to mind, if anything, you know, looking back in life, a time that you had a rough go, but because of that, you can now say I'm better for it, I'm stronger. I would say, okay, hardship for me, and it was a personal one. Um, I was a trial attorney for many years and it was criminal defense work that I handled and pre-children, I really, you know, I, I loved my job. It was interesting. There was never any one case that looked the same. Um, mm. And some of, some of the cases were not great, but there was still a job to do and you have to ensure that everyone's rights are being protected, especially as you enter into trial work. I'd say that one of the hardships for me is after having children handling a case that uh, that involved children victims. Um, at mm. the time, I didn't expect for the case to actually go to trial. It, it wasn't really the, the plan at the time based on the evidence, but my client's wishes were to go to trial. And I struggled with um, the job I had to the job I had to perform with a, a child victim. And it was at that point, I said, this is no longer yeah. where I want to be with respect to my life and, and the path that I'm on because I was a newer mom. And that's why I said, I, I need to see what else is out there. What other paths mm -hmm. are there for attorneys that maybe doesn't put me in such a moral crisis? Yeah. Yeah. And just to, I guess, separate, you know, right. once you get home, you know, Very work, hard to. the work versus wow. Yeah. 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 And I can tell you here in our office, one of the hardships, and, and I'm sure you've heard this with all the local business owners you're speaking with, 
COVID was a hardship in a way that we simply didn't know how we were going to react. And we had a team who really came together quickly. We actually installed glass in every single workstation and every single office we had uh, to make sure that our staff would remain safe and that our customers would be safe. We made some permanent changes, you know, as far as monitoring customer flow. And we implemented some things to ensure that safety where people can wait in their vehicles to listen for their numbers to be called rather than waiting in a lobby. So I, I think that COVID was a hardship that no one knew and and could have prepared for, but really taught me that this office was far more agile than we had expected. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good, good stuff. I, yeah. Final question. One thing you wish our listeners knew about Lee County Tax Collector, what would that be? You know, I think that's along the same lines of my involvement outside of the office. We have a very giving office. Mm -hmm. Each one of our locations generally adopts, you know, a particular nonprofit and they will sell candy in the lobby. They'll do whatever to give back to that office. Last year, we, we raised $21,000 alone just for local nonprofits through candy sales. Um, but we're also looking at identifying ways we can partner with our community to provide services that maybe they weren't aware of. I'll give you an example. Last week, for the first time ever, we held a virtual workshop for all of, well, not all of them, but whoever you know signed up, the homeless agency providers in our area to help them understand how our office issues ID cards free of charge with certain certifications if someone was homeless, disabled veteran, or you know at 100% poverty level. A lot of these providers didn't understand the documentation requirements. So we're trying to be the best community partner that we possibly can be. Yeah, yeah. You're doing it. You're doing it. I know we have listeners who want to get in touch, learn more about your various services, maybe participate in. Oh, you know, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best way for them to reach out? You know, they can always email us through our website, which is www.leetc.com. So that's L-E-E-T-C.com. We do have a Facebook page where we can take messages or you can call our office at 239-533-6060. Oh, terrific. Well, Noelle, you, I'm telling you, you, you nailed it. Five stars. I mean, you, you made tax collecting about as exciting as it's ever been done before. So kudos to you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Charlie, this has been great. I can't thank you enough for inviting us on so we could just share a little bit of information about our office for this community. Yeah, really interesting stuff. So uh, thank you for spending the time with us and we wish you the best going forward there. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com or call us at 239-224-4105.